You already cracked my wine for me. I'm leaving it. <laughs> Gatekeepers. I'm Kat. I'm Amber. <laughs> Amber's a little anxious today because I won't tell her what the topic is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a bad topic. It's nothing bad. It's nothing scary. Well, I mean, it kind of, I mean, some of the pictures are saw. I mean, it could technically get scary. Oh, and but we have pictures. Before we start, I have to ask a question. Because it's something that we've kind of mentioned a couple times, and then I heard something really interesting that made me think of, like, that would be cool to talk about. Well, maybe not cool, but interesting to talk about. So, Miss Amber, I got a question for you. Right, well. <laughs> what do you want to happen to your body when you die? I mean, there's some people that believe that your soul has to be released, so you have to be cremated. Um, some people are straight up into, like, mummification. Um, some people just say, put me in a box in the ground. I, I kind of got the whole, like, worms crawling, worms corral freakiness about that, because I'm anti-bug. I guess if it's sealed really well. But then there's also the thing about, like, pressurized caskets and explosions and stuff that I've heard about. I, you know what, I, I'm not a fan of, like, the whole Atsy fish eating your body thing either. So I, I just hefty bag me and throw me in the dump and hope for the best. I don't know. I don't really have a preference. I just hope I'm not aware of it. Okay, so you, you're not sure what you want done with yourself yet? No, I'm really not sure. Um, I'm more concerned about where I'm going afterwards. <laughs> not so much what happens to my body. Okay, okay. I, that's understandable. Um, me personally, I haven't quite decided yet. There's a lot of options. Um, so, all right, we've got cremation. What is that? Explain to, to everyone here what cremation is. Cremation is when they take you to a crematorium, put you in a little slot, and, um, you turn to ash. Your body is literally heated until the point of it's gone. Okay. And then the ash is collected and given back to whoever or done with whatever you wanted. What if I told you that you could do something called extreme embalming? Extreme embalming. Yes. Well, as soon as I hear extreme, I think of home renovations. When I hear embalming, I know that's preservation. <laughs> So extreme preservation kind of makes it seem like you want to bedazzle me afterwards. <laughs> well, <laughs> basically, you could. Wait, what? <laughs> so, you know, basically, extreme embalming is where they take you and... I'm about to show Amber some pictures, and she's 
this is this is she's she has no idea anything about this whole topic yet. But they take you and they literally put chemicals in you that make you go very 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 stiff, and then they pose you for your loved ones to see in some very natural ways. That was on an episode of My Name Is Earl, and it didn't go well. Well, apparently. they got it down to a science to where it could go well. Well enough to where you could be embalmed like that indefinitely. And basically what it what what determines the decomposition is the temperature, humidity, and things like that. So if you can control all of those things, what was it? Let's see. Burial moisture, human conditions, and all that are what attract the bacteria to, to give them life to form to start the decomposition process. So if you can control all those things and slow the bacteria down, or at least try to keep it away, you Hold could up. probably keep... <coughs> are you talking about you got your friend sitting in the corner and your Lysol on him every couple hours to make sure like he still wants to chill with you tomorrow? Because I'm sorry, like... <laughs> No. <laughs> I love you to pieces, and I will always love you, but I swear I will come back and haunt your ass if you're Lysoling me every couple hours to keep the bacteria down, dehumidify me, just so I'm around chilling with you. Like, Bitch, we're already doing that to each other now. <laughs> right? Like, I'm sorry. I don't... Do not. Do not. And that is a definite no. Lysol me and preserve me. No. No, that is a hardcore no. Like, I even have problems with the people that kind of mix the ashes into, like, the nightlights. And then, like, your, like, friend is sitting there, like, at night, like, candle stars <laughs> next to your bedstand. That's kind of weird. Well, so. But then I seen some lady that mixed her mother's ashes because her mom used to like to host, like, dinner parties. She mixed it into, like, a tabletop. Oh. And then I was like, I don't know how I feel about spilling the gravy on grandma. Like. <laughs> She's going to be sitting there like, you didn't make that right. Okay, so, you know, um, one of the other things that you can do with your loved one, and this is after cremation, obviously, you can turn them into a tree or a plant. I can mix feelings <laughs> on that. Um, so what you can do is, like, they have living urn, the livingurn.com, and you can buy the system, or you can, and then you can buy a plant later on when you're ready to do what you need to do from your local, like, nursery or whatever. I guess my issue with that is, like, dad's got termites. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you better, you should have taken care of dad better. I'm sorry, like, I didn't know. I, I guess that's my issue with that. Or, like, what if the tree dies, like, really, like, in a messed up way or gets struck by lightning? I'm gonna be like, oh, he's mad. <laughs> like, I, I mean, could you imagine your, your brother or sisters walking and going, hey, somebody needs to trim mom's bush. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going to sip on my drink. <coughs> just had a near death experience while talking about afterlife. Well, see, I think I know what I might like to do to you, if you when you die. I love how she doesn't leave it to my family. <laughs> this is going to be on all her situation. I'm pretty sure they're going to agree with me. Oh, Lord have mercy. Because, Miss Amber, you know, you just shine bright like a diamond, so we're going to turn you into a diamond. You know what? I think I'm okay with that. Besides, <laughs> that's going to take a couple of pounds off right there. All right. That's living. I mean, I guess you might have some, some you might have enough, you know, maybe we get enough carbon out of you to do two diamonds. Who knows? Hey, pair of earrings. Rock, rock. 
the dog's looking at me and growling at me. Apparently, she doesn't like that idea. Hey, I'm going to shine bright. Growling did a couple songs so about that kind of stuff. So, one of the sites that I saw for that is called Eterniva, E-T-E-R-N-E-V-A dot com. And basically, they have videos on there of their process, and it, you know they they have this long process of extracting the carbon out of a person, which is part of what makes a diamond, and that along with some other kind of metal or whatever that they put in with mix in with it, and a diamond seed. I don't know what a diamond seed is, but apparently there's diamond seeds. I was not aware of this, but I, I'm I'm curious now. But whatever. Um, and then they just, they, they, they turn up the heat and they add the pressure and do what nature normally does to make diamonds and, you know, they make diamonds out of you. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense considering, like, dinosaurs turn into fossil fuels. How the hell did I turn into a diamond? I mean, I, I understand what you just told me. I'm just not quite following it, but you know what? <sighs> make me something fancy that works. I don't care. I mean, I am curious to know if, like, what happens to the rest of the ashes that didn't have any carbon in it? I think that's where you put Graham in the table. Uh, maybe. I mean, I wonder, do they send it back to you, whatever is left over? And then you can you can turn around and you can go on spiritpieces.com and turn it into swirled glass? I guess my issue with that is always, how do you know you're getting your loved ones and no extra bits of, like, somebody else? Right. That that is the part where you're going, hmm. I mean but that that literally happens at a crematorium because how well did they crawl into that little slot that they shoved you into and cleaned that out? Yeah. I mean my um my in laws are divorced and my mother in law hates my father in law. My father in law still has hope, despite the fact that she's <laughs> cursed him in every way possible. So I keep telling her if she's like mean to me that I'm gonna put them both in a can of chock full enough to give it a good shake, which normally ends any argument I'm having with her because she just goes, "Please don't." <laughs> I mean, it I is. mean, he finds it delightful and thinks it's funny as hell that it's a can of chock full of nuts. She, on the other hand, is not amused by my wit. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean that's one way to get a poltergeist though. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> He's going to start throwing stuff at me from the afterlife. I guarantee it. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, it is interesting to know how everybody wants to go. Like, for my mom, we talked about it, and she said she was interested in becoming a tree. She's got specific ideas of what kind of tree, so I'm cool with that. You know, I mean... I mean, I guess you got to be sensitive about it. I mean, if your friend had depression, I don't think you want to turn into a weeping willow. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of a little heavy-handed. Eh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I might want to, you might want to do something a little more cheerful, but. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you have an Asian friend turning them into Japanese maple, it's probably insensitive, but. Yeah, I mean, and then you got to think about it this way. You got to make sure it's a plant that's going to come back. Oh, that's true. You don't want a one-season friend. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I only give you one shot. <laughs> we blew it. That's not good. Also, I think I would have a problem with like doing any type of fruit tree or anything like that because I that's like you know. at that point you're you're I mean you're eating your friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I realize I'm not, but I am. Yeah. I've got a major issue with that. That is a little weird. So um, I would definitely ask that that is thoroughly avoided. I mean, you name the you name the tree after your friend, and if you have little like, kids, you know, little ones or nieces or nephews, and they come out and go, look, mommy. The squirrel's eating so-and-so's nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's another one you don't want to do. 
Yeah, that's uh. All right, so we got to put some thought into the type of tree. Absolutely, or plant. I mean, honestly, you could do roses. You could do roses. Roses, certain ones are prone to diseases and stuff. I guess if they were real, like, evil person, you could do a thorny one. Mm. Absolutely. Patch of thistles. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody that could turn into a patch of thistles. Really wouldn't be that much of a stretch from where they are now. True. (laughs) (laughs) Pain in your ass, huh? (laughs) Nah, more in the cankle, but that works. (laughs) I I guess for me, like, I don't want to be, like, something somebody has to carry around with them as they move from place to place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an urn, it just kind of sits there. It's, you can't really get rid of it, but you can't really, like... What do you do? Do you put it into storage? Like, I don't I don't understand. It ends up in a box in the attic? Like... Right. And I mean, and some people, you know, they're like, oh, you know, cremate me and spread me in my favorite place or, like, take my ashes and spread them out here. Well, certain places, you have to get permission to do that because technically it's human remains that you're spreading wherever you're spreading it. And... I mean, my mother-in-law wants to be rubbed into the carpets of casinos and, like, you know, help with people jackpots. But I keep telling her, like, we're going to do the chuck full of nuts, and if I do do that, then her and Ted are going together, which only annoys the hell out of her even more because she doesn't like the way he gambles. So, <laughs> I mean, this is a win-win for me. Although I thought about just doing it on the boulevard in, like, um, Vegas. So she can't go in the casinos, but she can see them all. <laughs> yes. Evil. Evil, evil, evil. Like, I've thought some things through. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because you still have some of the same, like, fears with burial that they had way back in the day. And what did they do way back in the day when sometimes they couldn't tell if a body was truly, truly dead? They tied a bell around you, like your finger or your toe or something like that, and somebody would literally sit next to your grave for, like, 72 hours and wait and see if that little bell... Yeah, that basically. And if it did, they dug you back up. But why? Well, it would be like during a hurricane season if somebody would be like, I don't know if she's alive or it's just blustering out. I mean, okay, so my question here is, if you're not sure if that person's dead, why not lay them out for that 72 hours? And I think that maybe is part of what happened when viewings came about, is they kind of left you out for a couple more days, and then if you still didn't wake up, you were like, all right, it's dead. Well, in my mother-in-law's religion, she's Ukrainian. Um, Orthodox, and I know in their religion, your your soul's supposed to be on earth for 40 days. Okay. But I know in other religions, you have to open a window right away so the soul can get out. So, different people believe your soul's here for different amounts of time. Some people think, like, it's instantaneous. Other people think, like, you wander around, you have, like, a, not a purgatory time, but you have, like, an exploration time. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily believe either of those, but I, I... I think depending on your belief of when the soul departs might depend on your way of mourning and your way of preserving right. or remembering. Well, certain you know, certain religions have certain rituals that have to be done, like you were saying. So, I mean, honestly, you you do have a window of opportunity now with, you know, the viewing of the body versus, like... Being immediately buried and whatnot. And I mean, I guess if you're already in stages of decomposition, you already are sure you're dead. My grandmother passed in early August. Okay. It was the 10th. Very unexpected. Had a stroke. 
I never believed the 40-day thing. I just kind of thought it was whatever, you know. But 40 days later, Mike and I were sitting in a small pizzeria in Westminster. And we were just sitting there minding our own business. Never been to this place before. There's no cleaning buckets around. No nothing. Um, we're sitting in a back booth by ourselves. Nobody is around. And a little bubble. Like a bubble probably bigger than like a dollar coin. Okay. Just started floating next to the table. And him and I both stopped mid-conversation and stared at it. And it moved around, went back and forth, kind of bobbed up and down, swirled around in the air for a while, never really landed on anything. It was probably there for, I'd say, a good two to three minutes, and then just popped. And he's like, where do you think the bubble came from? I was like, I don't, I don't know. So we started looking around, didn't see any source that a bubble could have come from. There was no, like, little kids running around with bubble makers or anything. It was just a random bubble. And I laughed at him and I said, you know, that's kind of funny. I said, you know how my grandmother was with cleaning? Like, my grandmother was very, very, very OCD. And he was like, yeah, she would come to you as a bubble. And so we're sitting there, we're laughing about it. And he gets real, real quiet. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he was like, it's 40 days today. And I was like, no, it isn't. And then I did the math and I was like, oh, oh, it is. It literally was the 40 day mark. And so we just kind of sat there and didn't say anything for a while. Because it was like now awkward, like. Did Grandma just come to the pizzeria to say goodbye? Like, Aww. and as a cleaning bubble? Like, as a cleaning bubble. <laughs> like, if that's not like a, like, hey, Amber. <laughs> I don't know what is because her and I would always argue about stuff like that. So, I don't know. It was definitely a um, an interesting moment. I know a lot of people claim that a lot of weird things happen on that 40th day. But I never believed it. And I still don't know what I think about it. But there was no... Where that bubble should have come from. That's kind of So, it, it was weird, but we literally stopped mid-conversation and just sat there watching a bubble. Because <laughs> it was just so baffling. I have to say I'm not surprised, though, because knowing the two of you, it's like, squirrel. But, you know, I fit right in with that, too, because I'd have been like, okay, it's a bubble. Well, I mean, I would have, I would have stared at it, too. I mean, I might have talked to it, too, because I'm just weird, but... But the weird thing is, though, I think she knew she was going to pass. And I think she knew when. And I'll tell you why. Because that, we found out on Wednesday that she'd had a stroke previously. Then she was very upset by that. And normally when she got upset, it would upset her stomach. She would go and lay in bed for a couple days and get over whatever it was. It was upsetting her. Well, I visited her again on that Saturday. And she kept telling me, I have a pain in my side. I have a pain in my side. I said, all right, well, do you want to go to the hospital? No, 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 no. She kept complaining about it and had me palpate her stomach and everything. And she kept telling me that she loved me. And she, like, got really serious at one point. And she was like, Amber, she was like, tell everybody I love them. I love you guys. You know that, right? And I was like, yeah, I know. And she's like, no, you know I love you, right? I was like, yeah. I was like, Graham, do you want to go to the hospital? She's like, no, I'll feel better by Monday. I was like, all right, well, that's on, but whatever. It's Grandma. Didn't really think too, too much of it, but she kept insisting to tell me that she loved me, made sure she gave me a hug and kiss, and made sure that I told everybody that she loved them. Yeah. So I went downstairs, talked to my grandfather, talked to my aunt for a little bit, left that evening, never thought much of it, until, like, later on that night, I'm laying in bed and my phone rings. And my phone does not ring after a certain time, unless, like, something's up. Okay. Especially not from my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. My aunt had called and said my grandmother had fallen. Okay. And at this point, we just thought she fell and she hit her head. We didn't really know what was going on until we got to the hospital and realized she had a severe hemorrhagic stroke. 
Um, so that was Saturday night. All day Saturday, we were up at the hospital. All day Sunday, we were up at the hospital. Family members are coming. And, you know, I'm back and forth to my aunt's house taking care of the dogs. I'm, like, doing a million different things. Sunday night, around 1130, all the family members are around at the hospital. And we all file into the room. And they tell us, all right, you know, she's she's unfortunately not going to make it. So, we're all in the room. She died Monday morning, just after midnight. So, technically, on Monday, I guess she really did feel better. Wow. And it was weird because, like, the way she said it, she's like, I just know I'll be better on Monday. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, but she was better on Monday. But Mike's grandmother did the same thing. She had been in a... In and out of the hospital, in a nursing home for a while, she had had bad infections in her legs and stuff and just really had a very hard time with the medication and everything else. And then she went into kind of like a vegetated state and she was in the ICU. Well, we get a phone call the next morning when Mike's uncle flew in and we're thinking, oh gosh, she passed. No, no, she's awake and talking. Oh. Like sitting up talking, having the best time. And her daughter made a joke and she turned around, she looked at her real seriously and she goes, you watch. When you wake up tomorrow, you're going to regret that. And she goes, why? What happens tomorrow? And she goes, you'll see. Oh. And then she told everybody, okay, I have to get out of bed now. I have to go home and bake a cake. And they said, for what? She goes, you'll find out. She told us she'd be dancing at my wedding and dancing by Easter. She passed the next morning. It was like a week before Easter. Wow. But it was literally about the time everybody woke up. She passed. So she she had to have known. That's amazing. Like, I don't know how they know. They just know. I've had patients over the years that have looked at you and told you, I just don't feel well. I think I'm going to go to heaven today. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I had a little old woman that they're hurt. I've taken thousands of blood pressures in my career. Thousands. Never had a problem getting them. Like, some are very faint. But I've always gotten them. This woman, I'm pumping up, pumping up, pumping up, pumping up. And I did not believe my actual ears when I got to her blood pressure. Because I'm like, there's no, she can, there, there's no way she should be conscious. There's no way her heart should be able to handle it. There's, no, no, this is not right. So I looked over and I said, Mike, I said, can you verify this for me? And he literally paused and he went, what? Because I never asked for help. You know me, I'm stubborn. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> really, really, really fucking stubborn. I'm good at my job, though. Like, so Mike went, oh, okay. And as he's pumping, I'm pumping and pumping. I'm watching the expression on his face change. And I'm watching the panic come over his face. And as soon as he hit the diastolic, I knew. I knew by the look on his face. And I literally went, I'm going to call for medics. And he went, yes, now, now. So I stepped around the corner, contacted my dispatcher. And I said, listen, I, I need a medic unit. And I need them now. I gave vitals, and he went, I'm sorry, did you say, what did you just say? And I repeated them. And he was like, start on the hospital. They'll meet you on the route. Do you know, them medics, when they met us in route, opened the back door, took one look at her, and started screaming at me. Why did you leave? This is complete junk. You're wasting our time. Hook her up to the monitor, sweetheart, and then tell me I'm wasting my time. They hooked her up to the monitor. They both went white. Do you know the woman's only complaint was... 
just don't quite feel well. I think I'll go to heaven soon. That was her only complaint. I think I'll go to heaven soon. <laughs> she had nothing, no pain, no nothing. And I'm like, the math does not support, the vitals do not support what we were seeing because this woman should not have been alive. And I truly do not understand. Like when we rolled into that hospital, they met us at the door with crash carts, expecting her to be out, to go on, like time to work. And she literally is waving at them going, hi, honey, how are you? Hi, you guys. Oh, is this all for me? Oh, it's what a fuss. And the doctor's like, okay, clear, clear your machines are broken. Like, let's hook her up to ours. Like, this isn't right. And the doctors are dumbfounded. The medics are dumbfounded. And I'm sitting there going, she just doesn't feel well. <laughs> she wants to go to heaven today. And the doctor looks at me clear as can be. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I... She knew. I don't know how she knew. I don't know how she knew, but she wasn't scared. She wasn't worried. She wasn't upset. There wasn't no panic. It was, I'm done. I'm just going to go. And we literally had people pack their stuff up, their entire house up. I sit on the porch, wait for the ambulance and said, okay, I'm ready to go to, you know, heaven now. Oh, you're moving? Yeah, I'm coming up north. I'm going to heaven. Like, prepared their whole lives. They knew the day that they were going to go. And just waited for us on the porch. Suitcase and all. Like, what's in the suitcase? Oh, this is what I want to be buried in. Okay. You do you. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Like, <laughs> you really can't. I don't know how they know. I don't know if it's an aura or a gut feeling or a premonition, but I mean, I guess if you're going to plan it all out, go for it. Like, <laughs> thanks for giving me a heads up. Yeah. Yeah, it's I've never I've never had those experiences, but I mean in the field that you work in, you do you have more opportunity for it, but I believe it. It's weird when somebody looks at you and is calm and peaceful about it and so just resigned to it and they're just matter of fact, I'm gonna go to heaven today. Oh. Okay. Can you wait till we get to the hospital first? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Slightly less paperwork for me. <laughs> I thought normally, like, they'll just look at you and go, okay. Th thank you. Thank you for complying. <laughs> like, you don't know what to say to them. You don't want to be disrespectful. Like, yeah, you're crazy, but you really start, like, <clears throat> talking to them and you're like, oh, this this is, you're, you're kind of right. Like, Okay. That's what you say. That's what you say. That's what I believe. Let's go. I don't know. It's. I don't know how they know, but I know a lot of people put a lot of thought into afterlife and before and, you know, when it comes down to planning estates and everything else. I mean. That's my grandmother. My grandmother has it planned. She's already actually got her cremation. It's already paid for. It's already ready. She's going to get cremated and. I don't know if it's in... I know she's got a will, and I know everything's already divvied up and all this, that, and the other. I don't know if they've just... Like, I don't know if she's like, all right, divvy up my ashes, half goes to one daughter, half goes to the other. I don't know how she's worked that out. Um, 
I know with my grandfather, she and my aunt, and my aunt who ba- they both passed away, she saved my aunt's ashes, and then when my grandfather passed, she came up here, because um, she lives in Florida, she came up to where we live, and she took the ashes, um, my mom and my aunt with her, and my kids, I had to work, and she took my kids and my aunt's girls, and they went to a place that my grandfather and my aunt were like, every summer we spent every summer there for many, many, many years, and they spread their ashes in the water. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that's where they would have wanted to go. I don't know. I know they had a lot of good times there, so I don't see where it's a problem. You know, they had a lot of good times there. Some of their friends still hang out there at this point. So, I guess they're kind of watching what everybody else is doing. It's about 10 minutes from where I am, although it's like an exclusive like club kind of thing. So, unless you pay for a membership or like a day pass, you can't go without permission. But, um, I know she had already pretty much planned that my grandfather was going to be cremated. My aunt was not planned for. Um, she was only in her early 40s when she passed. Um, but it, it, I mean, that's what she decided to do with their ashes. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with my grandmother's ashes. I would like to know what she's got planned for them, but the only thing that anybody's mentioned to me about that is the money, <laughs> where the money's going, where the houses are going and all, et cetera. Like, um, and I'm just like, okay, well... I don't got to worry about a lot of that until my mother's dead, so, and I don't think that's, I hope, hopefully that's not going to be for quite some time, because she's only in her early, she's only 61, so I'm like, but I'd like to know what's going to go on with the ashes, because it's going to end up being a little bit of a fight. <coughs> um, my grandfather was in the army, and they, of course, you know, they honored the soldiers with a flag. And my grandmother, she got a flag, she got, you know, and all that, and they bought a flag box, and it was a huge problem because my aunt and my mom, my aunt fought for his ashes, and she wasn't really, she's, she's mommy's, mommy's girl, and my, and my mom was not quite, um, she wasn't daddy's girl at all, like, they really weren't exactly the closest of two people. They started getting closer towards the end of his life. However, I was definitely his girl. And, you know, my mom, you know, wanted to switch back and forth with my aunt with the flag, you know, okay, so we'll have it for a year, and then you'll have it for a year, and we'll go back and forth or whatever. And as it turns out, we found out, you know, we, my aunt got it first and she had it and then it became an argument. So she finally gave it up. Come to find out it, my grandmother bought the flag herself already folded into a triangle and she bought the box and just gave it to us so that we had something to not argue about Oh, because applying for the actual flag for him was too complicated. Oh. Apparently, the government makes it very complicated, and if you don't have all of the paperwork and documentation you need right on hand, they won't give you a flag. That's a shame. Yeah, so it was a huge ordeal, and come to find out, the flag that is sitting on my mantle right now is a store-bought flag that was folded into a triangle, but I made the best of it, so... 
I mean, different people have different things. I think one of the sweetest ones I ever heard was of a woman who... A husband used to have a really hard time reading maps, and that's actually how they met because he got lost, and she used to work at, like, a small convenience store. And, of course, this is, like, many, many years ago, and so she helped him, like, find his way. He came back a couple weeks later to thank her and asked to take her out to dinner. So that's how, like, their romance started. And apparently over the years, he was often known for getting lost or misfollowing directions and just always having that issue. It sounds like well, she asked that for her children that they find a way to turn her into a light. So they got a solar panel light and turned her into one of the balls. Okay. And now she lights his way. She sits with him at the cemetery and it's just his Aww. little beacon. That's adorable. And I mean, something like that, like that is just, I mean, that's beautiful. And then you're going to visit mom and dad together and mom's still helping dad find his way. <laughs> I think that's sweet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. It's a little sarcastic, but it's sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I'd want to go. I think you know people that are early into marriage and relationships that are like, I want to go wherever you go, babe. Yeah, no, no. Now, what about your like? What about Mike? Where do you think he wants to go? Um, to be honest with you, probably a cigar shop. <laughs> he. He doesn't really give a damn. He doesn't really care about much. He's not sentimental in any manner. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, things are the way that they are. Like, him and I don't always get along. Actually, I mean... More often than not, we don't. <laughs> but he is, um... He's not very, like, forethought into that kind of stuff. He's I, very I, headstrong. I mean, yeah, he does kind of just kind of fly by the seat of his pants and... 99% of his life is just... <laughs> oops. <laughs> You tell him to do it, and he's there. <laughs> I literally have to do everything for him for him to get to point A to point B. Like oh, I, booking I, vacations. Believe me, is I, literally me packing his bag for him and telling him what he needs to do. I I, I know because I was on the phone for, with you for that one like conversation, and I was like, "Girl, if you don't throw some socks at his head and wake him up, I, I'm gonna come over there and do it for you." Like I'm gonna jump out of bed. Running late for the one vacation. You got you were you were trying to pack for the for their one cruise, and he was conked out sleeping, hadn't packed his bag, and I straight out told you, either wake him up in the most obnoxious of ways you can find because well, pack your stuff. I don't like going on vacation with a messy house. It's it's my thing. Like I like everything clean, very organized before I go, because then I don't come home to stress. So I'd clean the house, and I literally didn't even have time to put the sheets on the bed. And he conked out, like, starfish style in the middle of it. And I'm like, I, I still have to finish all this and get to some sleep. And I get to get up early and get a shower and everything else. And it, it just like, kind of annoyed me. It's, so. like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And she is calling me in tears because I don't know what else to pack. I don't even know what I have packed. He hasn't packed yet. And I literally told her, like, all right, you have two options. Either wake him up. Like, throw socks at his head or something. Make sure they're his so you don't lose any of yours. Or, or, don't bother packing for him at all and let him not have any clothes to wear on this trip. Like, legit be nice and bring maybe a bathing suit, but don't tell him about it until, like, halfway through. Well, because the, pro- <laughs> the problem was I normally do have packing lists, but I didn't have a chance to print it because I couldn't get the printer to work. And then my just freaking uh, laptop ran out of charge. I couldn't find the cord because he'd used the cord for something else. 
So I couldn't even pull up my list of packing stuff, which was making me manic. I couldn't finish cleaning because he's literally in the way. I couldn't finish packing because I don't know what he's already done, but he literally had just like random items in a bag. I don't know what he thought. <laughs> like I'm talking like random. Like he might as well just pack like a Rubik's Cube and a pair of tweezers and called it a day. Like random stuff. <laughs> so <coughs> I didn't know what to do. And I have really bad anxiety and OCD. So, she's basically like, honey, take a volume and go to sleep. <laughs> like, try again in a couple hours. Cause Finish packing your stuff, and if he has what, nothing to wear or whatever he's got and the clothes on his back, then that's what he's got, and that's what he's going to be stuck with. And guess what? That's his own fault. But this man will go into the afterlife with one sock on. Like, I'm telling you, like, he's not prepared for anything. He'll be saying, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. going to be like, what happened? he would be like, I don't know. She, she didn't pack my stuff. <laughs> he'd be like, you guys haven't been together in years. And he'd be like, oh, is that where she went? Like, he would be completely oblivious, like, if I disappeared tomorrow. Like, he really, aside from things not getting done and, like, not being put away, he would not have any idea. I'm pretty sure he would just come to me for everything at that point. <laughs> he'd be like, I haven't seen her in a while. Can you fix this? <laughs> Like, he'd, like, come to her with, like, laces and shoes and be like, help me. <laughs> I made a knot. <laughs> He's pitiful. He really is sometimes, but. Uh, I know. Believe me. I know. I've known him for 30 years. It's been 30 years now. Oof. Like, it, it really has. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't believe I've known you for that long. And it's just, it's so funny because I started out as his friend. By the way, I want to apologize for the crunching. The dog does not eat until we get on the air. I do apologize. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's lunchtime. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying a snack while listening. <laughs> I know we did. We had some gushers. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember, I mean, I, I know because I... I, and I do, I find it fascinating how, like, I was his, I'm, you know, I'm, I've known him forever, and I'm, like, I'm his friend, and then I meet you, and here we are three years later, and we're, like, so close that, like, we know each other, like, the back of our hands, and yet he's still going, wait, I thought you liked the caramel frappuccino, and I'm over Which, here going, no, no, mocha? By the way, I drink caramel mocha cappuccinos, and if I don't get my, you know, caramel mocha, I'm mocha 100% cat's caramel. Well, he swore to God it was the other way around, and I was like, do you have to call her? And he's like, no, I don't want to be shown up by her. So it was funny. <laughs> I actually asked my mother-in-law that question, and she looked at me, and she was like, real serious. She was like, obviously mocha. He got so mad. He was like, shut up, people. <laughs> I was like, how do you not know me after all these years? Like, this I, is why we don't get along. Like, you don't I mean, know me. I, I guess, I guess, so that, that that leads to the question, what are you going to do with him when he dies? <laughs> Send him to the cigar shop. <laughs> Excuse me. This is yours. Just hefty bag it. Drop him off at the curb. I say half cigar shop, and then we put the other half at the firehouse, so... He's chilling at the cigar shop, and then all of a sudden when there's a fire call, he's zoomed over to the firehouse, and he has no choice. And he can't even get you know on the fire truck. I, I wonder if there's, like, some way I can, like, get him, like, into, like, an axe handle or something. I'd be like, look, he's making every fire call for once. <laughs> I think you'd appreciate that. You know what's funny? You might actually be able to do that, because, I mean, I've seen them... Mix them into, like, the resin or something. Or, well, I mean, I don't... Well, I don't know, uh... It's not actually resin, but it's like a shellac. 
I mean, maybe mixing him in with the molten metal that they use in the axe itself. I don't know, but I hey, he'd make good call times. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Just saying. Wait, does that still count as him getting? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he gets an incentive pay for that. Darn. I could try. I would. <laughs> <laughs> but no, as far as like Nico, I don't know. I don't know what I'd want to have happen. I'm not sure. I haven't quite decided. I kind of, I kind of like a couple of the different ideas, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I mean, when you think about like happy places on Earth, like everybody has places that hold dear to their heart. For me, one of the places is the Nova Scotia, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful cliff where I mean, just you can see the bay, and it's just so serene, and the world falls away. Um, but my luck, as soon as they put him out, I'd be hit by a tidal wave and <laughs> way I went to somewhere else. My luck, probably Bermuda, because that's where I broke my foot. <laughs> so, damn tidal currents. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where I'd want to be scattered, because, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly a social human being. I don't, I don't go out and about. You want to be, like, under a rock in the most obscure <laughs> place? I want to be somewhere where I can haunt, like, everybody. Okay, so do you want me to take you to, like, Disney and put you under a rock outside of, like, the Haunted Mansion? This way, like, you can, like, bippity-boppity-boo? No, there's too many people there! No! Yeah, but you I, can choose who you bippity-boppity-boo. You know what? I think maybe make me into the jewelry and put a little bit of me in a pendant for, like, each person that I want to, like, haunt and follow around. But not tell them, <laughs> like, what's up. You earned this in the estate. <laughs> They're like, oh, she thought of me. That's so weird. Oh. Here you are, like creaking drawers open in the middle of the night. Ha-ha. I would totally, I would totally, totally, totally probably, I would do that with my baby daddy just to make sure he was treating his wife right. Because That's... like she's a great stepmom to my kids and she deserves to be treated well. So I'd be like, mm 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 mm. See now, now I'm a babysit ass. <laughs> I can see every time he starts like arguing with her, you throw a lamp at his head. <laughs> hey, man, why does that keep happening? I would too. I would be something I would do. Or you just like randomly pants him. Just when every time he starts acting like a jerk, just pants him. No, you know what? I wouldn't throw a lamp. I'd pick up his his Xbox controllers and wing it at his head. Yeah, I could see that. Or if he's spending too much time on there and he's not paying enough time ad- attention to his family, like to, to his kids and his wife. Um, power button. Boop. <laughs> In the middle There'd of the game. power just constantly. He'd be trying to get the house rewired. You're over there tying your shoelaces together like what? <laughs> They're like, why does that only poultry guys do? I'm like, I don't understand why. <laughs> I'm writing on the window in the steam, like in the shower, I'm back. Like, These are the evil things that I would probably end up doing in death, and I don't even care if he hears this. Because I would. Oh, I know you would. And that's the funny part. Like, I don't think there's anybody I'd really haunt. I mean, I might mess with for a day or two, but like to long term haunt, I don't. I don't have that kind of energy. Although there were some people that I would like to mess with just for, like, giggles. But that's just me being me. I don't know, though. There are certain people that I think I would do good deeds for. Or, like, help out in some manner. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I have one friend who... She has it rough. She really does. And everybody that, like, messes with her, I would definitely mess with. Just to be, like, knocking them down a couple pegs. Mm, definitely. Make her, like, a little happier. But 
Aside from that, like, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would probably give instructions with the pendant or whatever jewelry it was that they got, and then just be like, you wear it at all times, you have it on you at all times, and when you're upset or someone's harassing you or bothering you or you have some kind of issue or problem, you just hold it in your hand and rub it. And I'll know. And I'll pee, and, 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 and I'll be like there Like summon you like a genie? Pretty much. I think I think I could do that. I mean, I can't grant wishes or whatever, but I could definitely mess with whoever's messing with them. I feel like we need one of those at work. Oh, God, we do. We really do. I think we need to, like, get a Ouija board and, like, go out there at some point when, like, we're off. Like, maybe on a Wednesday we'll do this and just go out there with a Ouija board and some candles and just be like, hey, ghosties, we need to make friends because... We need your help. <laughs> we got some things. <laughs> you could do us a couple favors, a couple solids. <laughs> We'd appreciate Definitely. But no, like, I, I really don't... My afterlife is kind of wide open. Like, it's the only thing that I haven't planned yet in my life. And I'm a planner. Like, I've got checklists and everything else. I just... I don't know. I haven't really... I guess I have so many questions as to what really happens to the soul and the spirit. Like, I, I kind of don't believe it stays with the body. I kind of believe it goes somewhere. I don't know where it goes, but it does something. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you're bound to your body. Oh, funny about it. Do apologize for that. <laughs> That's a frequent occurrence around here, and I do apologize for those of you that just had your ears blasted out. Usually we record a lot later at night, and everything is a lot calmer and, like, chill, and everybody else is asleep, but it's actually quite early for us for this right now. Very, actually. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, normally we're more, like, pushing midnight. It's not even 9 p.m., so unfortunately here there's still people walking down the streets, and they like to say Hello. Unfortunately, the people do not appreciate it the same way the dogs do. But it's what it is, I guess. At least they're friendly about it. They're not doing it in a mean manner. They're just saying hi. Come so, play with me. Yeah, and I mean, it's gonna. This is gonna. It's gonna be annoying to some people, but I'm going to say, with all of the technology technology difficulties that we've had, we've decided that we're not going to edit. And all of that and like pull things out. We want you to hear what it's like here on a normal basis. Only because it makes it more real. Yeah, I mean, we can go back through and make ourselves politically correct and censored a million times over. But that's not who we are. I mean, we might re-record because of something like huge. But like, I literally like 30 seconds, 45 seconds of barking. Like, you guys have that in your everyday lives. If you have dogs or cats or kids, you guys have all of that too. We want you to know... We're just like you. We're normal. We're, we're humans. And it adds to the appeal of normalcy and inclusion. Absolutely. Like, our lives are not these perfect, edited, hunky-dory, like, things. We've got insecurities and worries and things like that, too. Oh, I'm a train wreck. <laughs> I frequently derail. Like, frequently. I'm not as bad, but, uh, you know... <laughs> I got issues. <laughs> but it's funny, like, her issues and my issues offset each other. 
So it it works. It does. Because, like, the things that she's manic and crazy about, I'm like, it's cool. We got this. Things that I'm crazy about, she's like, I got this. I'll fix it. (laughs) So (laughs) we kind of, like, help each other. (laughs) If the other one goes missing, though, understand, like, the first one's probably going to be not okay. (laughs) So send help or cookies or both. (laughs) Bring the help with the cookies, actually. This is why I've got your ass GPS. (laughs) (laughs) And not yours. (laughs) And we're not joking, like, literally, we do have each other GPS, like, turn by turn. We really do. She knows how fast I'm driving at all times. It's sad. I don't complain. Although, my mom and my children are both also on this app, being gps and if, if like, we go somewhere where we're not supposed where she doesn't know where we're going, she'll check the GPS app, and if, if any one of us turns off our location, we get yelled at. Yes, we do. We, we get yelled at, and, and whatnot, and... I got in trouble for going to a casino for a weekend, and I didn't tell her first. <laughs> I went away for a couple of days. She was worried. Okay, but I was okay. She worries about us. <laughs> she also vicariously lives through us. I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not very eventful in my life, but it's all right. Sometimes. Sometimes. I do have my moments. Yeah, you do. It is what it is. I end up on random adventures. But, I, I mean, I guess my afterlife would probably be just like that. I'm hoping. Like, random adventures. I have a feeling Ghosty was going to get, like, dragged everywhere and being thrown into really awkward situations. Like, okay, so this whole pendant thing, by the way, if you end up given one by me, please make sure to take it off when doing adult activities that I probably wouldn't want to be included in. That will be a clause, okay? Like, it will be in the will. Like, <laughs> Please remove me and leave me in the next room over. <laughs> She's got a list that comes with, like, her pendants. I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think I need to be present for that. And I don't think you want me being present for that. Because you don't want me being present for that in real, in, 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 while we're alive. Like, <laughs> like, you don't have to wear her when you shower or anything. She just wants to be around for, like, the weird stuff. Yeah, like, if you're going to leave your house or you're fully clothed... <laughs> I mean, basically leave her in the living room, get dressed, and then go pick her up. I mean, unless uh, otherwise, unless otherwise instructed. (laughs) I guess that's if you know, like, she finds you attractive. (laughs) She'd be like, yeah, but past a certain age, I'm going to start leaving me in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) A horrible. That is definitely, definitely me. I mean, but then again, I mean, one of the house rules here is not... To set anyone on fire, so <laughs> okay, that that is because of me though. So uh, yeah, well, it's all there's also no stabbing rule, no murdering in the house, please. Again, do that outdoors. Of me. <laughs> you and Chloe. Several of your house rules are because of the things I do. Yes, they are. But you know what? I'm fun. You are fun. For You're those, a lot of fun. For those that don't know, Wednesday's actually kind of started by an accident. <laughs> So, I might as well, before death, tell everybody the Wednesday story. Oh, we tell everybody anyway. So, <clears throat> I I love to cook, and I had made stuffed shells, and I don't know how to cook small batches of food. Like, I grew up in a very large family, so when we cook, we cook. <laughs> so, I often freeze a lot, and I told her that I was making stuffed shells, and she said, oh, yum, stuffed shells. So, I said, all right, I'll bring you over and try. So, we made a deal, though. Tell them about the deal. 
I was stuffed shells for stuffed cabbage. That's right, stuffed for stuffed. She, she, we both love to cook, and she can do stuff. She does stuffed shells. I can do stuffed shells too, but she has issues with stuffed cabbage. I can't stand the smell of cabbage. And, and then rolling it was also an issue for her as well, she said. So, because I can do all that, I said, all right, let's make a deal. I'll make stuffed cabbage for you to give feed to your, your mic. And you, you, you know, you're going to give me some stuffed shells so that, you know, I don't have to cook the next day. So, she comes over the first time ever she's been to my house to bring me these stuffed shells. Proceed. Um, and actually, it was not the first time. It was the second time I'd been over because the first time I dropped off apples. Okay, so she, yeah, okay. So this is the second one. This is this is the first Wednesday ever that we're talking about, though. Yes. So we're in and we're in front of the house, and we end up sitting there talking for a few minutes. She ends I, up. I put the stuffed shells in the house, though. So yeah, she ends up putting them in the house, coming back out, and we're sitting outside and we're talking. Now I have a childhood friend. We're not going to name names, but he hit us up and he said, "Hey, what are you girls doing?" And I told him, "I said, you know, we're just chilling." He's like, "And can either of you come pick me up from the hospital?" Um, yeah, of course, yeah. We're Naturally, we're both going. What what happened? What's wrong? He wouldn't say anything. He just said, "Come get me." So we go to pick him up from the hospital, and he gets in and he's completely fine. So, we're pulling away, and I go, okay, we need to hear what happened. Turns out, he had engaged in a sexual activity with a very pregnant woman and um, popped her water for her. (laughs) So, he took her to the hospital, but the hospital he took her to did not have labor and delivery. So, she had to get transferred to another hospital, but she didn't want to wait for the ambulance, so he called her an Uber. Well, no, she's not that she didn't want to wait for the ambulance. She didn't want to go to the hospital that they were going to send her to with the ambulance. That's right. So he called her an Uber to take her to the correct hospital, and meanwhile, keep in mind, he's not the baby daddy. He just met this girl. Literally, like, not, I mean, what, maybe I think it was the same day. the same day, or maybe, like, had been talking to her online. Of course, the hospital staff's looking at him like he's absolutely crazy because he's putting this pregnant woman in labor into an Uber to send her across town to a completely different hospital. But I'm sorry. But he's not going with her. He's getting in our car because he's not the baby daddy and it's not his child. Okay, but all right, all right. Like, and and correct me if some of you think I'm wrong, but I've I've had two children, so I am so sorry. But if I don't want to go to the hospital they're going to take me to, but you're going to get me an Uber to the place that I want to go... And you don't need to go with me. Like, I don't care if you come with me or not. Like, I'm already calling my family. Like, you don't say no to the pregnant girl when she's like, no, that's the hospital of death. I want to go to this hospital. Oh, no, I don't blame her at all. It was so, just, it was funny, though, to hear his version of the story when he was like, oops. So, yeah. things happened. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is the first time Kat has ever met him. Now, I grew up with him, so I know he's insane, but... She's literally sitting there going, wait, what? So then we go to the gas station and I'm almost out of fuel and I realize I don't even have my driver's license on me. I'm driving all around town to hospitals and everything else and I completely forgot it on the table. So because I don't have my driver's license on me, I don't have my cash or my wallet or anything. So I have to go back to his house, drop him off, go back to Kat's house, drop her off and then go home. And I'm driving all around without my license, without my debit card, without anything on me. It just was one heck of a night, and we're laughing like hell because I, it's us, and it's so random. 
And then every Wednesday after that that we've hung out, it's been just equally as random. And it's always weird stuff and funny stories and just chaos. And literally that night, I had just made stuffed shells and I was just going to drop them off and that was it. I was going to be here five minutes and go home. And here it is like six hours later. And we've been to the hospital and we've been to the gas station. <laughs> we've been all over the place and to his mama's house. And Okay, so with me though, you, you, you don't just stop in and say hi you stop in we get into conversation and this is not just with amber this is with everybody because i did this with her with with her with mike the other night last night literally last night he stopped in to drop off something at work and we started a conversation and like he was literally there for two hours like he he pretty much like made my shift go by quickly but like i you get into conversations and you just keep talking and talking and talking and that's just that and (laughs) <laughs> Three hours later. Today's but- Wednesday, right? Yes, mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the Wednesdays. You know, what day it is. I just work every day. <laughs> we were literally just explaining how Wednesdays started. <laughs> and how can you watch that crap on, I don't know, YouTube? You can't talk about it. I just watched one guy. He said the scariest things you can see. And he's got this voice. And it's like a monotone voice, but it goes up and down like, what's his name? Bob Dylan's voice. And it's horrible voice. And he's trying to tell me these things are really super scary. And I'm watching them go, well, 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 okay. (laughs) Half of them you can tell, they're fake. (laughs) Like they say, the guy looked into a room and it looks like there's a doll, a child-sized doll sitting in a chair. And her face turns, and her eyes turn white. I'm thinking, well, there's a kid there. You can see it. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and it's supposed to be really scary. And I'm thinking, now that, then they showed me a spider with a growth on the bottom. And I said, you know it would be scary if the freaking spider would have jumped at me? <laughs> that would have been scary. Not your voice. My time voice. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> He's a funny, 
But I sent it to him. I said, oops, I didn't know if this is dirty or not. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, some of these emojis can mean a lot of different things. Okay. Eggplants and peaches you don't send. Okay. Okay. Well, any any of the vegetables, like if they have like the zucchini shaped or the cucumber shaped ones or anything phallic shaped, send, you do not send. Don't send vegetables. Okay. <laughs> don't send fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and don't send kissy faces unless you mean it. No, I wouldn't send them anymore. <laughs> I mean, unless you put the kissy faces and the word my and then a peach. <laughs> No, he told me that we don't have any of the dirty ones on this thing that he found so far. So, oh, let's hope not. <laughs> Maybe don't send emojis at work anymore. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> send them to you. Can send them to us. Because I was watching the great, you know, the Graham Norton. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys, one of the actors, sent an emoji, a vegetable, <laughs> and he didn't know. Right. That it meant that he was. He was hungry, and he thought he'd send it, and they'd know he was hungry. It was food. It was vegetables. And here it <coughs> wasn't. Whoops. He was like, I didn't even know they had them. And I think, well, shit, me either. I just learned that. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesdays. <laughs> so from reincarnation to the afterlife to... Two emojis. The ways you want to be buried to who you're going to haunt to how Wednesday started and now emojis. Oh, and dogs barking. Yeah, I think we got it all covered this week. A thing that can happen in an hour. Well, on that note, we're uh, we're closing the gates because <laughs> I don't we think we can top that. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Take care. Have a great night. Come back next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.